0: This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal.
1: Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Man, I'm excited today. We're talking with Cade Thompson. He is, I want to say, an up-and-coming singer because, Cade, how old are you? Are you 19 still? Are you I'm 20, 20
2: years old?
1: 20 years old, baby. Yes. When did you turn 20, the big 20?
2: January 25th.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. All right. Obviously, I, yes. I ran into an old bio because you're an old man now. You're in your second <laughs> decade.
2: Man, I tell you what.
1: Tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to call you an up and comer, but honestly, I mean, you've got this new album, Bigger Story. Uh, you've got a couple of songs that have been big hits already. But this new album, you've got more <laughs> hits on the way. I'm sure that I know. I've heard a lot every step of the way. Um, you've got uh, Provider that have been heard by a lot of people. Then collectively. Though, this is crazy for a 20-year-old. This would be crazy for a 50-year-old, for an 80-year-old, for a 40-year-old. Uh, collectively, you've got like over 30 million streams to date. That's crazy to me. That's right. Can you wrap yeah, your head around man. that? Explain that to me. 30 million streams. Yeah. That's that's it's crazy. It's pretty
2: wild, man. It's uh, all, all glory to God, for real.
1: Yeah. 20 years old, and you've got so many people listening to your music. Did you have any idea when you were just a little kid... And just starting to harmonize and sing and do all those things that this is where we'd wind up going.
2: You know, it was always a dream on my heart that I knew the Lord had put on my heart, but I never could have imagined that it would be this young and at this time in my life. And so it just just a heart of thankfulness man that's really all i can say
1: yeah that's great well we're excited that you're coming to south texas we're going go to go go to the beach october 23rd corpus christi the Selena Yay. auditorium yeah baby we got newsboys we got we are messengers we got Mandisa. we got Kade thompson and it's just going to be uh it's going to be a big night so it's going to be a great time to uh catch you live and newsboys and everybody it's just going to be really good so um I want to talk, I do want to talk about the new album. I want to give a little nod. We found out last week during our technical uh, glitches, our difficulties and challenges, and thank you for coming back this week after that, uh, that we have a friend in common. And uh, so I've got an honorary chair, an honorary seat for uh, my buddy Rocco Grimaldi. Um, He's right here with us (laughs) in theory. He's not on the line or anything. Tell me a little bit about hockey and tell me about uh, how you know about Rocco and Abby Grimaldi. What's the story there, Cade?
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm from South Dakota, and just above South Dakota is the great state of North Dakota. Yeah. And my sister ended up going to North Dakota, UND. Yeah. For college, and was actually in the same class as Abby and Rocco Grimaldi, and they're their friends. And I personally have never actually met Rocco, but I met Abby and, and love them. And uh, I love hockey, so I'm a big fan of the Nashville Predators, which is the team that Rocco Grimaldi now plays for. So That's right. Very That's exciting. Right. Very exciting. And so happy they're here in Nashville. So.
1: Yeah. Well, when you're back off the road, you're going to have to meet Rocco uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: love that, man. That'd be awesome. Go to a game or something.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So were you a big hockey fan growing up?
2: You know, I honestly wasn't until I moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, when I was nine, Okay. and then I started really seeing. Wait, what is this hockey thing? And I really enjoyed <laughs> it, man. I really started to enjoy watching the game. Now I can't, I can't skate to save my life, so. You don't I want to you. see me on the ice, but I, I will cheer in the crowd all day long, brother.
1: It is a, it is a great, great sport. So, man, that that's really yeah. crazy. I can't believe that connection yeah. with Abby and Rocco. So I look yeah. forward uh right. yeah, hopefully when you're off the road um, and you get to one of those games, hopefully it's one of the ones that I get to come out and see and uh, maybe I'll get That'd to see, awesome. you, see you in person and cheer Rocco on together. Well, man, uh, yeah, it's it's exciting to watch him kind of uh, finally get some of the due that he deserves and has worked so hard for and the talent and gifts that he has. That he has, you have these talents and gifts as well for singing and Thank just you. making a difference. And as a songwriter, and I gotta fact check something right, right quick. When I was doing some research on this, I was looking up uh, some of your songs and I found song credits. Now, and, and this, this has got to be wrong, so this is gonna be a little embarrassing. But when I looked up, like, uh, and maybe there's another Cade Thompson, I don't know, but there were 78 song credits with your name in it. Is that, is that somebody else or is that you?
2: Um, I'm not sure what website that is
1: on. <laughs> that's, but CCLI. I that's CCLI. That's oh, def- <laughs>
2: CCLI. I've definitely written over seventy-eight songs. Yeah, that is all correct. Yeah.
1: Okay. That. I mean, you're twenty years old. How do you write seventy-eight songs? And I know that's like you're writing with co-writers or or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. But what? How man, did you? I, I, I absolutely love writing songs, dude. I actually wrote over a hundred songs for my first album.
3: <laughs> what? And
2: yeah, man. So that's that's been a lot of my. My story is just writing and writing and writing to find the the best songs and the songs that are me. So you're exactly right. That 78 is a real number. That, that is a real number, brother.
1: That's wild. At 20 years old, so I mean that is prolific songwriting. Mm, thank you, man. That, that's crazy. All right. Well, so the new album is bigger story. Can you walk us through yep. some of that? Is this the one? Is this the debut album with? that you had to pare down from 100 songs or was there another album i don't know about
2: no this is my debut album
1: man. yes man this debut
2: album that released on september 10th
1: yeah this just came out this is fresh
2: yes it is all right very fresh yeah man.
1: very fresh so out of 100 songs you got it down to 10 is that right
2: that is correct. Ten songs on this album.
1: Yep. All right. Well, um, I'm loving these songs. I was I've been enjoying just driving into into San Antonio listening. Um, I want to hear some of your just different takes and uh, your songwriting process. And I want to start with, and we'll get back to every step of the way because I know that's that's a big hit and Provider's already a big hit. But these new songs are going to be big hits too. Talk to me about Voices, if you will. Hmm.
2: Yes, yeah, so the song Voices I actually wrote back in 2018. Mm. Crazy. And I wrote the song with um, another artist named Matthew West. And oh,
1: I think I've heard of him. He's yeah, another up yeah, and cover. Yeah, maybe I've heard
2: of him before. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was writing the song with Matthew and just expressing wow. to him. At that point in time, I was a senior in high school. And I said, man, I just there's just so many voices. There's just so many... Things that try to really steal our attention from the voice of God, right? Yeah. And so, man, that's what led to that song. And the only voice that I want to hear is the voice of God. And that's the message that I constantly need. We got these distractions like phones, (laughs) social media. Yeah. All these things. And that's the song I need to write in that moment and I'm thankful that Matthew helped steward that message of that song.
1: Yeah, okay, how does a high school senior wind up co-writing a song with Matthew West? What How does <laughs> come on? How does that happen?
2: Yeah Okay well, it's pretty wild I <laughs> good was with, I still am. I was working with a producer in Nashville and everybody knows everybody right And my okay. producer started showing a couple things to some people and one of those one of those, was Matthew. And Matthew said, Hey, let's write. So I said, okay. And I'm thankful for Matthew's friendship uh, to, to me over the years and his, his belief. It's been really special. So,
1: wow. Okay. So back in 2018 was, so, I mean, you moved to Nashville. I mean, how did you even, how did that happen? You moved to Nashville and you start meeting producers. I don't know how this happens. So, I mean, it may be a small <laughs> world in Nashville, but you got to enlighten me. How did that work? Yeah. So
2: I, Met a producer in Nashville through a mutual friend at a songwriting camp
1: oh, way okay.
2: back in the day. Okay, and he said, "All right, come to town. Let's see what you got." And so I did. I came into town, began to write songs, and my producer started, you know, sharing these songs with some other friends of his, and ended up introducing me to a couple labels. And somehow my song provider ended up in the hands of Jada Marcus uh, from Rascal Flatts, yeah, who's also the owner of. Red Street Records. He was in the car one day, and he turned up the song, and he's like, who is this kid? And it was me. It was me. And uh, he said, I want to take a meeting. And I said, okay. I'd love to take a meeting. And from the moment I met Red Street Records team, Jada Marcus, everyone over there, I just knew there was something so special, and I saw their belief in me. And it really just was the right thing right away. And I signed a record deal Couple months after I moved to Nashville, and that was history.
1: I guess that's how it happens for everybody. You just move to Nashville, and you you get a phone call, and then you have a record deal. I mean, come on, Cade, <laughs> that is crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful, man. It's it's really just a testimony of God and His goodness throughout the years. And it wasn't always easy, you know. It's been a process of years and years and years. I know. To a lot of people on the outside looking in, it seems like an overnight thing, uh, but hopefully this can be an encouragement to people if you feel like god's put a dream on your heart Mm. stay faithful to where you're planted stay faithful to the Lord and let him do it in his time and in his hands, because I can promise you it's better than ours could ever be.
1: Yeah. What would your, your timing have been like, when, when was this something that you were just like, man, I'm ready. So to to us, it looks like, <laughs> you know, 20 years old, man, he got a record deal like that, but you've also written, I mean, obviously over a hundred songs and 78 that are credited yeah. on CCLI. So for you backing yeah. up and uh, I know you've got the song, Every Step of the Way and Everything, where you talk about uh, what you'd say to your younger version of yourself. So uh, when did that yeah. start, Cade?
2: Yeah, honestly, the the heartbeat of music really started in me in sixth grade. Okay. And I just began to sing songs at my church, began to say faithful, faithful to my church. And I saw there was a moment in eighth grade I sang a Christian song at a public school, and that was the moment that I knew I wanted to do music for as long as the Lord allows me to do it in my life. Really? I saw the power of music impact people's lives, and so from that moment on, that's when it all really began to to, to move and to go, and that's when I knew this is what I wanted to do.
1: Tell me about that moment. What song were you singing? And was it just that the girls were going crazy, and you're like, "Yeah, that's what I got to do." Come on. What song were you singing? What were you singing?
2: I was, I was singing a song by one of my all time favorites, Phil Wickham.
1: Oh it was my gosh!
2: Called "Divine Romance."
1: Oh, and that's a great song. Oh, the girls did go crazy.
2: They might have gone crazy, yes, <laughs> but. I do believe in that moment people did see Jesus in a way that I never had witnessed before in a public space like that through the power of music. And I saw it was more than just the music, but it was actually God moving in that moment. And that was the spark that I needed man to write songs and to continue going.
1: Yeah. Wow. Can you try, I know this is tricky, put into words like, so you're up on stage, you're singing divine romance, which Mm. is a beautiful song. What are you feeling, and then what are you what are you seeing? You know you're talking about seeing like, man, that was different. So could you try to describe it for us?:
2: Yeah, well to be honest, man, like, up to that moment, my gifts had really been only in a private space, like at my church or people yeah. around me at church. yeah, and that was the first moment that I said that I sang in front of people, let alone singing a Christian song in front of people. And I knew that it was only the Lord working through that moment. And I just saw there was something so special as I would see, see people being moved to tears and me personally being moved to tears and knowing this is something more than just myself, you know? Yes. And that's what led it to that moment.
1: Man, that's beautiful. That is one thing like you can be moved by music but when you add in the element of God's anointing, when you add in the element of like God is using this moment to touch somebody's spirit, to touch somebody's soul, to speak to their heart, man, you're going yeah. to a whole different level. It's it's really That's cool. Right. And you experienced this. That's what, right. what grade did you say?
2: Eighth
1: grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Wow. Do we have that on YouTube somewhere?
2: <laughs> Actually, it is on YouTube. <laughs> okay. It's been a few years since I've seen that video, but yes, I'm sure you can still find it. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. So the songwriting for you, had you already started writing songs at that age as well, or is that when you started, like, I'm going to write my own songs?
2: It's really all around the same timing when I decided to write my own songs. I, I wrote and recorded my first full song when I was 14, and that was at the same year, in the same age. and. Yeah. Put it out when I was 15, had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. My mom was a little worried that her son could be on YouTube.
1: Yeah. What did <laughs> your mom, my what?
2: whole life is all over the place. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's funny to see how God just works in many different
1: ways. So. Yeah. What was your mom's concerns? <laughs>
2: that's a funny question. I've actually never shared this in an interview, but, uh, that's what I we want to hear. Kate. I remember in eighth grade, uh, we're we're saying all right, we're gonna pass the music, and my mom was like, "Well, I don't want anyone taking advantage of my son." Yeah, when I was in eighth grade, just a little kid. Yeah, and now to think that my whole life is on the internet and social media—it's pretty funny to <laughs> to look back on that moment.
1: That is pretty crazy. Well, yeah. your whole yeah. So, what does your mom say now?
2: Oh man, my parents are so supportive. Mm. You know, it really takes a village and, and a team of prayer around me and support to, to make it happen every day. And I, I want to be here without my parents. You know, yeah, um, they've raised me in a way that leads me and points me back to Jesus. You know, my mom was in ministry growing up, and so oh. I was always around church. I was always around it, and a lot of my story is through my parents, how they set an example for me. And yeah. when I was in fourth grade. After my fourth grade year of school, I went to a summer camp, and that was the moment when I said, I'm going to choose to follow Jesus. And that's when it became so real for me.
1: Mm, even in fourth grade? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that is great. Well, let me ask you, um, you know, that it's kind of funny looking back and your your mom saying, ah, I don't know if, you know, that's a good idea. And now your life is <laughs> lived out before the world is there any part yeah. of you that's like, oh, man, this is going a little faster than it should be? Or are you like, nope, this is this is God's timing?
2: No, man, I feel I feel this is just God's timing in it all. And I've had to really learn over the past few years. I think specifically mm-hmm. last year during during quarantine, God reminded me that my identity is not found in what I do but whose I am. Yeah. And I had to really let go. I had to let go of, of everything because everything was stripped away in that moment and knowing that it's better in his hands than it could ever be in mine. And that's the mentality that I've had to to lead with in my ministry and yeah. ultimately uh, in life.
1: Talk to us about that process of what does it look—I mean, you know, I, I think about Rocco, and I think about hockey, and I think about my kids that were into sports or whatever, whatever it is that becomes your identity, yeah. and then it's stripped away for a while like that. Um, can you just walk us through that process? Was that a painful process? Was that, I mean, what what did that look like?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. For me, I played my last show in Virginia and ended up going back to Nashville for a couple of days last year and yeah. realized, wait, uh, I don't want to be stuck in my apartment by myself. So I ended up going home to South Dakota yeah. to be with my parents. and yeah it was a lot of processing to deal with, man. I had just launched my career at that point in time. My song was doing really well on right. radio. Things were happening. it was all going on, and then it just stopped. yeah, and I had to remember why I got in it in the first place anyways, and it was <laughs> honestly that eighth grade moment of school to to go full circle with this whole interview. yeah, it was that eighth grade moment of school just the purity of that moment that led me to do music. And that's what I always have to continue to remind myself, no matter what happens, no matter how big the stages are, how many people it's always about that moment Yeah, that really was just me and the Lord. And that's the moment that I came back to last year. And that's what kept me going.
1: Wow. That is really strong. It would have been, um, man, it could have been, it could have gone a whole lot different direction, huh? as you're dealing with that. Yeah. Wow. But God brought you back. Was it your time in prayer with God? Was it you seeking him? Was it God hitting you over the head with the two by four? Or was it mom and dad reminding you? Or how did you get to that sort of reminder point? Because I think those memory points of what God has shown us and what God has brought us from are so important. So how did you come Mm. back to that memory?
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I do vividly remember at one point in time last year, just getting on my knees, and I just kind of avoided all of it for yeah. weeks and yeah. upon weeks, yeah. and had to just really sit with it and say, you know what, I'm I'm going to choose to not be stuck here in this place of 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 confusion or doubt. I'm going to choose yeah. to open up the Word of God. And yeah. once I started to open up the Word of God, I saw life again, and I heard His voice again, and it brought me to a state of my purpose again. And maybe there's people that feel like they're in that same exact spot today. I want to say it's okay, but what matters is what you do with that and with those feelings, and it's running back to God. And I promise you, God has not turned his back on you. He's actually staying right there, and he wants to speak to you, and he wants to be with you. And so that's what got me through, man, in that moment.
1: Yeah, Oh, that is a really strong word for us today. And can I, mm. man, that is really good, Cade. Can I um, can I keep you on for a few more minutes? I know we've kept yeah, you way yeah, yeah, longer is, than you were amazing, planning on. <laughs> you are amazing. Yeah, this is great. Well, can you talk to us just about even, if you recall, uh, I know you recall that moment of just, you know, praying and seeking. Can you recall, like, if there was a story in the Bible or a verse that just kind of, you know, touched your heart or was it just the entire process of just kind of getting back to seeking his face and being in his word?
2: Yeah. You know, that's a great question. I don't vividly remember a specific verse. I think it was just more of the heart posture of me having to surrender and having to, to lay it all down in that very moment. And that's really what got me through was being able to press in and ultimately choose to open up the word of God every day because it really is a choice, you know? Right, And it's, it's, it's a, it's a discipline and it's a choice to choose Jesus every day. And that's what I found in that moment.
1: Right. Oh, that's good. Well, talk to us uh, as we close out in a few minutes here, um, the song, anything yet, because it seems to be, you know, a part of God's promise to you right now. I know it's a little bit bigger picture of anything yet, but you, you haven't seen anything yet. It seems like what God mm-hmm. is wanting to say to you today. So can you tell us a little bit about that song?
2: Man, I love that. Yeah, this song is really one of my favorites on this record. And it's it's funny because this record really has three parts to it. Looking okay. back and seeing God's goodness yeah. in the present moment and seeing his His goodness in the very now. Yeah. And looking ahead and Come declaring on. that you're going to choose to trust God in the future. And the song, Anything Yet, honestly, I feel like I'm in the season of living out this song, Anything Yet.
3: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Just We haven't seen anything yet of all that God is going to do, and I believe it talks about the Scripture, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. I believe God is doing a new thing Mm. in this season, and through His people, through the church, um, through Christian music, and that's such a joy to be able to be a part of, and that's the message of anything yet that I'm trying to live out every day and walk with God in.
1: Oh, man, that is great, Cade. Well, this is Cade Thompson. His new album is Bigger Story. It's just barely been out. came out in September. Um, If you've not heard it, you need to hear it every step of the way. Never Too Late, Source of Life, Voices we talked about earlier, Um, the title uh, track, Bigger Story, New Beginnings, Provider, Anything Yet, right there. New Normal, which uh, is very relevant yet again um, in the news today, and Eyes of God. And uh, that's the story for Cade Thompson right now um, is he hasn't even seen, you know, he hasn't seen anything yet of what God is going to do. He's got 30 million streams. His songs are impacting people's lives each and every day. And the crazy thing about music is you don't know. Like you're gonna you're gonna show up for your concert in Ohio tomorrow night, and you're gonna get a sense of it. But you don't know right now. Across the world, people are hearing your music, and they're being inspired and encouraged. And you don't know, but that's happening. That's what God is doing. Mm. And uh, Cade, we just we thank you that God has gifted you with that uh, anointed gift writing ability. I mean, that's that's incredible because yeah. you, you're a great singer. Like you're a great singer, but then to have that. Um, I mean to have that well double anointing, so to speak. That you're an incredible songwriter as well, and at such a young age, um, it's uh, it's really really amazing, and it's just going to be powerful and exciting to see what God does next and what He's doing and what He's Thank up to. You. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward Thank to uh, yeah, Cade. Yeah any any final words you want to share with our listeners? You've been encouraging us uh, all along. Anything else?
2: You no, know, I'm just so thankful to be able to be able to chat with you this morning and just want to encourage people to press in when they feel like they're at those moments, um, that I shared exactly in in this interview today. Yeah. Um, that God would just, that God would just meet them in that moment and they would have the desire to want to want Jesus more every day,
1: man. That's awesome. All right. October 23rd, you're coming to Corpus Christi. Um, coming to coming to the beach, uh, I don't think you'll be getting in the water. Probably in October 23rd, maybe oh, dipping your toes. Maybe dipping your toes. There's some <laughs> spots. There's some spots. But we're really excited that you're coming, and I'm um, looking forward to going down to the beach, and then um, not just going for a great concert, but really just what you talked about back at that eighth grade divine romance of God just yeah. speaking and moving people's hearts, and uh, that's an expectation that I have, and I don't think people want to miss it. So October 23rd. Corpus Christie at the Selena Auditorium. Newsboys, we are messengers. Mandisa, Cade Thompson. So it's going to be awesome. And Cade, I'm looking forward. I hope that when I get to come to Nashville and uh, watch a couple of hockey games with uh, of Rocco, I hope it happens to be when you're in in town. And uh, hope we get to meet Make up and cheer happen. Rocco on. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Sounds good. All awesome, right, man. Cade, this is great. Really appreciate you. Great job.
2: Thank you. Thanks for chatting, man. I yeah. appreciate you so much. Yeah,
1: and thanks for your patience and grace, man. You've been awesome. Thanks, Cade. Yeah, All, All right. right. Thank you. See we'll you chat. in Corpus. All right. Cool. All right. See you, man. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that was awesome. Great job, Cade Thompson. Uh, I can't even describe it. It's just really, really great. Got a gift, and every step of the way, you you probably have heard Provider. And there's just more songs coming. Cade Thompson, 20 years old, and he's coming to Corpus Christi October 23rd. Hey, what he's doing, and what we all have to do is remember the hope that we have. Remember what God has done in the past. Just what he was talking about. Remember what God is doing today, and then remember what He is doing tomorrow. But let's just think for a minute what He's done in your life, how he's been strong, how he's helped you with your identity to know that you're a child of God, that you're a son of God, that you're a daughter of God. Remember those moments just as he was remember that eighth grade moment, bam, that fourth grade moment that he had, bam, where God is just real and alive. Remember those moments, please remember that hope remember that hope. It's real. It's living. The Apostle Paul wrote this, and this is how we close. This is why we're Very Bold Ministries, Very Bold Radio and podcasts, because of that great hope of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold.
0: Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.